live. Live. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. It's a nerdy podcast, and it's hosted by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I am half dead. Yes, I... I <laughs> so Lee's bloody vape smokes just like everywhere. Booming <laughs> away. Oh, hey, what a start. Started off, ooh, spooky season, spooky, ooh. Yes. um, They didn't need it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like Jane, Sam and Bob in this house. But yes, Mm. um, yes, starting off again. So yes, I am the the host, Paul, and we are joined by the birthday (laughs) boy himself, the wonderful, the amazing, the exciting Spiderly. And to give give you a little bit of shot of what Spiderly's been up to, I'm going to press play Aye. now. So hopefully... And you... they say that a hero I know me and Sammy won't hear this beautiful singing. Gonna stand I've heard it enough. I've it on repeat. <laughs> I hold oh, on to the wings of the eagles. Watching me all fly away. He's watching us. Oh. They say that a hero I got a little bit carried away. <laughs> not gonna stand oh, Oh, it was beautiful. Thank you, Lee, for that. Thank you. It was. It thanks, was. Thanks for sharing that. But it yes. was great just flicking through me TikTok, and then that comes up, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" But not just that, because it is that. Lee's birthday today. And how are you feeling for your birthday? Are you enjoying it today, Lee? Yeah, surprisingly, I'm completely sober. I haven't oh. had anything to drink yet. Well, someone's definitely drunk because this guy has been <laughs> sending you pictures, giving you like all different <laughs> messages today. And we've got a little message from him today, so hopefully everyone at home can hear this. Um, so I'll put, I'll go quiet. Happy birthday, Mr. Davis. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Daddy Lee. Happy birthday. To you. <laughs> now, how the fuck do I get out of this cake? <laughs> oh. Sorry, oh. Lee. <laughs> I give my thighs a good rub there. Oh, <laughs> gosh. And he is in the chat, so thank you, Mr. Goodwill, for sending that to you. I'm giving me so much ammo that I can use. So. <laughs> hey, that was so funny. The chat is loving it. Mm-hmm. Happy, happy birthday, Lee. I'm not going to towel anyway. I'm all moist after that. <laughs> oh, the, moist, the moistness is out there. So, yes. Um, oh, I'm not going to sing to you because clearly you've already had better offers at all day. So, yes. Um, and like I said, just to say a big thank you to everyone who joined us last week for the 24-hour stream. That oh. shit was emotional, hard uh, experience. Again, I know... Like I said, people's already talked about, like Goodwill mentioned it on the Trekking podcast. I am so sorry that we didn't know about we YouTube's didn't. policy that they don't keep any videos uh, over 12 hours, which they do not have it in their terms and conditions. They don't have it anywhere, which I've tried chasing it up. Apparently, I was sent an article from about five or six years ago stating this was a change. But yeah, so everything that we did and we were expecting to go back on and like relive... Um, yeah, it was kind of the one of them things you had to be there. So it's like, did it had happen? Is it real? I think Jake said it perfectly. It's legendary now. It's legendary. It's completely legendary. But thank you to everyone who stuck with us. Thanks to Lee mm-hmm. for managing to stay awake the whole 24 hours. 
Because nobody. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Lee. Lee. E, Lee. Oh, yes. It was so. Do you know what though? Lee could have quite easily turned around at one point and said, "No, you're all right. I'm just going to stay here." Because we invited him back into the Zoom, mm-hmm. and he quite happily joined, even though he knew how tired he was. But he is nerdy Lee now. He is becoming yeah. accustomed to the fame. The the camera does love him, uh, as he keeps on giving us so much fucking good content. He is. Yes. <laughs> Um, I don't think he intentionally means to give us that good content. It just oozes out of him. Oh, there's a lot of God. stuff oozing out of him right now. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, well, good. You'll send good love. But yes, yep. um, just to say a big thank you to everyone donated. Uh, you can still donate. I'll put a link into the description at the end of this video as well. As as we stand today, and it, like I said, this is fucking amazing, guys. Like I can't thank you enough and all the hard work that everyone put in. We are st- sitting at uh, a total of one thousand three hundred and ninety-one pound. So that was wow, two hundred and thirty-one percent over our uh, initial target. Uh, we do as well have one hundred and seventy-eight pound and ninety-three pence in gift aid to be added on to that as well. So, nerds, we done something right. We done the world proud. So everyone that was involved, everyone that watched on, please give yourself a pat on the back. You've made a difference, and you really did there. So thank you, guys. So yes. So do you want to do your little bits now, Sammy? Ooh, because <laughs> we're going back to normal, which seems so weird after sitting here for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, how you've been and what you've been watching. I am. I've had my ass recovered, but that's about it. I mean, hips. Yes. Me hips have finally, <laughs> finally forgiven us. <laughs> um, my age certainly caught up with me that night. <laughs> Lee, how did your body recover after that huge amounts of chlorine it through the system? Oh God, um, I don't know. I think I had a couple of cans of Monster the day after that, and you then fucking one idiot! That... <laughs> Are you a sadist I, or something? Do you just not I, like I, yourself? <laughs> I think my body was on a come down afterwards, so I just I had to get more. Just uh, <laughs> take like away you, the you a It's like we just have to wean off slowly. Like had, the to the... Oh, you... oh, Lee, you yeah, no. Oh, I, it took me a while to actually like go to sleep. Like I was like I'm still a bit wired, still a mm. bit like up a height, and then I think I was asleep for, like four hours, and then Anthony was like, oh, "Get a McDonald's for tea." I was like, "Yes, we." Fucking well. <laughs> well, I went and popped into Sainsbury's to grab some eggs, and then me uh, sleepy delirium ended up buying about 60 quid's worth of shit stuff that didn't go together. I was like, oh, I'm just hungry. I want everything. And yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> but yes, um, the thing I've been watching this week, though, is The Fall of the House of Usher, which, mm. my God, I know a lot of people like had a bit of different views on it, but fair enough for the slow start. This was one of the best ones that, that, that I can't remember his name now. The guy who directed Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan has done in my eyes. Like the stories, the characters, it was so well done and interwoven in like aspects of Edgar Allan Poe, which was just yeah. done perfectly. But yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I am gonna start it tonight. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna give it a give it a bash tonight. I know I've been pre-warned. Mm-hmm. But I'm still gonna give it a go. I'm not missing it because I've completely missed out on Midnight Mass. Yeah. Because I can I cannot physically bring myself to press play on it. Mm-hmm. Um. But you said it was just a small portion, so I think I'll start that tonight. Yeah. 
What about you, Lee? What have you been watching? Um, I'm almost caught up on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Oh. Um, so um, I think I've got about three episodes left of season two now, mm-hmm. which means I'll finish that, and then I'm going to have to go back through Trekking Up North because mm-hmm. they reviewed all the episodes from uh, throughout season two. Because mm-hmm. I'm watching it, and it's like, oh, they mentioned that on the end. I, I just I want to go back and just see what they said about it because mm-hmm. obviously now that I've watched it, I can. You feel like you could be part of the Trekking universe in, even now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> keep up with the tracks. But yes, well, but sorry, someone's just put a post a, a poll up and it's blocked me view. Um, <laughs> I inadvertently watched and finished mm-hmm. the new series of Always Sunny in Philadelphia without realizing that it was a very short season. Mm-hmm. Um, and we plowed through them, yes. and I was like, oh, oh, it's finished. Eight, eight episodes. Is that, it? That's the end. Mm. <laughs> I wasn't used to that, but it was so funny. They did really up their game with the writing on this one from last season. The last episode with Dennis was mm. some of the best. The mental health. The best episode. I've seen in a long time. Eee, the mental health day. I'm getting a mental day. Like and I would get so annoyed with that car as well. That was just crazy. Um <laughs> it's the fact that he just kept going, was... I'm not angry at you, I'm angry at the situation. How many times have we heard that? <laughs> Sorry, I, I was a little bit disappointed because I was expecting Ryan Reynolds to show up, mm. even just in a um, small role with him and Rob being like really good friends and business partners now. Um, and there was like rumors going around that he was going to show up as Rob's boyfriend. Mm. Oh, he would have been Alexander. <laughs> it would be perfect. <laughs> I do think he's going to but pop no. up at some point. I think, like say, with the filming of Deadpool, it's probably not going like fitting in well. Um, but I do think Ryan will pop up in Only Sunny at one point. But the only thing that did throw me, and I think we talked about it before when I like mentioned that it started, how old does Dennis look? He looks like he's aged 10 years in this season. Oh, I said to Anne, it looks like his Botox has stopped. <laughs> like, he generally looks like he's not doing Botox anymore because there was mm-hmm. no way in God's earth. If you go from the beginning, Dennis has like a normal looking face and then all of a sudden it's just like everything's straight. Everything is straight, and it just looks like he stopped doing his Botox. Um, he, he does. It's Rob McElhaney's face. He looks so. I don't know. I don't know if it's because he doesn't have his beard anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got such a child's face. <laughs> he's like got a man-child face. Yeah, and it looked the episode with the nuts though. I kept going, Anth, what's wrong with his face? <laughs> Bless. Sorry, it was a, it was such a it was a good series. It's mm. just it caught us off guard with how short it was. Yeah, because I was expecting it to be a bit longer, but then you got to think of like well, the last right season was quite the last, the last season was quite short as well because when they went to Ireland, that was quite like it felt like yeah. it was just getting going and it ended. But I think that's what yeah. we're going to get going forward with that because what we're in fifteen seasons now, but they've been renewed for another four. Mm. So. Maybe that's the deal. Yeah, we'll keep doing it, but on shorter lengths because they they do have other shit going on in their lives and they also do mm-hmm. the podcast that accompany, accompanying it now yeah. and they're back on the road again. They just did their first live show mm-hmm. the other day after the writer's strike um, and the whole audience did the um, Golden Thunder All right. speech with, the, you know, the Jeep. Yeah. When he started, so it's um, Glenn, what's his face? 
in front of the whole audience while he's saying it and the audience is saying it back to him. God. This is not a beginner car, this is a finisher car. <laughs> um, so, love it. Great. Those are yes. other things I've been watching. I did watch the new Haunted Mas- Mansion. Um, like oh, really, yeah, was it good? It's fun. It's really good. It, it's uh, a different take on the story. I thought they were just going to do like like the same story over, but they kind of changed it around a little bit and made it more about the ride, about the ghosts oh, following yeah. you home. So if you step inside the mansion, the ghosts follow you. So everyone's kind of living in the mansion and there's this big uh, Jared Leto monsters, the big bad, and it's really strange and weird, but it's not Jared Leto. So it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, that, that was interesting. But I did watch... Um, I've forgotten what it's called now. I think it was the Devil on Trial documentary that's just came out on Netflix. I watched that today. It's basically, you know, the Conjuring 3 story, The Devil Made Me Do It. Mm-hmm. It's basically the true story behind that and how the Warrens kind of took advantage of it and made money off it type thing. So, What's that one called? The Devil? Uh, the uh, Devil on Trial. Right. I think I might watch that because I've been kind of avoiding Netflix documentaries recently. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think there's, there's but you know, we were talking before about serial killer documentaries and they're just too, it's everything's just too oversaturated now. And I'm like, should I be really watching these? Like, these mm-hmm. are like true events and it, it, is it not getting a bit more, getting gory Ooh, now? And like that. Yeah, and I didn't realise that was one of them. There's another one on Netflix as well that's just started. I don't think it's just started. But I think it's just been added to Netflix. Bodies? With Stephen Graham? It's not a documentary, but it is a TV show. It's basically no, 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 uh-huh. it's set in different time zones where they've got, a, I don't know, it's, it's going to fuck with your head a, a lot. Of the it's like four different, four different timelines, mm-hmm. four different detectives, one murder. That's yeah. how I read it. And I was like, yeah, count me, count me in on that one. <laughs> I'll sit for that one. But uh, yeah, I'm getting a bit sick of the... Do- like they've brought in... I don't know if it's new. Anne said it just been added to Netflix, so it wasn't new, but the Maxine Carr one? Fuck no. Staying away from that bastard. Not oh, a chance. Yeah, yeah. No. no. It's just getting too... It's getting too much, but I will watch that one because mm-hmm. I wasn't overly... We did a review for it, and I think that we were quite honest, where we were like, we kind of wanted to enjoy it, but we... There was just something like missing that you didn't get like that you weren't getting from the first two um but i did like the idea of it mm-hmm. and we all know that the warrens are mm-hmm. you know yes i like charlatans i'll see it they're charlatans yes. <laughs> i love the movie warrens mm. but the real life warrens yeah, yeah. ew ick yep they but, can so yes so sammy do you want to do your fabulous and wonderful disclaimer Oh, you actually did it better when you were half asleep in the middle of the night. <laughs> did I do it? I did it early in the morning, didn't I? Yes, you did it like when we were just, just randomly at some point. We are just like, well, let's do the disclaimer for the crack. <laughs> Fill the gap. Fill the gap, Sam. <laughs> so, everything discussed in today's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you'd like to discuss anything from today's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group, the Discord, or the comments section, where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can all agree to disagree in fandom. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. Very well said. We'll need to get we'll need to get Nerdy Nee a little saying it as well, so you can just come on and just do, do I'm Nerdy Lee! Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, and then have him singing. Yes. Nickelback oh, songs. Zero can save us! <laughs> 
What's that other one that they did that was like, because there's three Nickelback songs I know. Oh, there's the one. first one, that one, and the one where there's like loads of people. I want to be a rock star. That one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Lee. You can do Nickelback's uh, back catalog. Three songs. <laughs> get back. Was it Get Bad or Get Back? Was in this? I don't know. I like. There was one that I quite liked. Um, this is how you remind me of. Oh, one... <laughs> sorry, we've just Lee. lost about fifteen viewers now. I'm really sorry, yep. guys. Yeah, um... we'll stop. We'll stop with the Nickelback. We apologise. We are going into this week's episode. Yes, we're talking about the cult classic. And the kind of sleeper hit that came about from nowhere, Tucker and yep. Deal versus Evil. What you 2010, <laughs> this came out. 2011. Right. So, I've been doing some reading. Yep. So, 2010 is mm-hmm. when it's when it actually yes, it did come out in 2010. However, mm-hmm. no fucker wanted it. Right. So it got because it went to Sundance. Mm-hmm. It got a release then. And then nobody wanted to distribute it. Mm-hmm. They were like, yeah, yeah, well done, well done for your, all your awards and everything, but we just don't want this. Mm-hmm. And then someone finally in 2011 took it on, and that's where the release came from. Right, okay. Because when I've, I, I said I was looking into it as well, because this came out around about the same time as, as Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. So you get the two, like, problem. I wouldn't call it mind fucking. Well, Cabin in the Woods is a bit of a mind fuck, but like, similar type of ideas as which you'd normally do in Hollywood where like say when Bugs Life came out, Ants came out um, a lot of the similar type of movies come around like when it's a bit different around about the same Mm. time so you don't know if like scripts are getting copied or who copied off who but both of these movies are kind of like a a flip reverse to what you kind of expect from like the the slasher or the the horror genre in in a way um, yeah. I probably saw this through. Um, I didn't see it when it originally was released. I think I caught it on on Blu-ray. Um, mm. Like, say, I got a Blu-ray. What about you, Lee? Did, when did you catch this one? Um, I'm pretty last sure I caught week. it not long after it came out. Mm. Oh, I thought you were going to say last week. <laughs> no, no, I, I, d- I definitely watched it when it like. Mm. I think it maybe said just been released on DVD or something because we made yeah. it bought it when it was in the shops. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we need to watch this. It's meant to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it really is a sleeper classic as well. Mm-hmm. I-, I was reading upon it, and when it came out in America, it only made $200,000. Mm-hmm. It didn't even get office. $5 million budget mm-hmm. and didn't even break that. But it is renowned now. Is Like you said, it's a cult classic. Mm-hmm. And crazy. Crazy it- how them things happen. It's one of those films as well that could lead into multiple sequels. It like the premise of it is so good. You don't have to just leave it where it is. You could have Tucker and Dale going off in different adventures and just mishaps and everything happen. It would yeah. make a brilliant TV show. There's so mm-hmm. much potential or possibility with this. So um I, I know we'll probably have a more of a conversation about that later, but when I first saw it as well, like I was completely blown away. Like how interesting and just how likable the characters as well like each characters was done well and um even though the story is very predictable like very a to b like horror movie side but it's the fact that the the bad guys and who you expect to be the good guys are completely reversed so these mm-hmm. cowboy uh not cowboys these hillbilly hillbillies hicks, hillbilly hicks uh from down south who look like the wood um not just fuck your sister, but um, eat eat your sister as well. 
and oh, yeah. turn out to be the nicest guys and their friendship is the core thing towards like the film as well. I think that's the thing I get through it the most is them two core characters, their friendship is like I want a friend like that. I know. I, I want a friend like Dale. Yeah. This he's film, so... this is just so he's so kind. This film takes stereotypes and flips it on its head in every aspect. So you've not just got hillbillies versus the you know the the college kids. You've also got the fact that Dale, mm-hmm. who is who would be looked at as a sidekick to Tucker, is actually the main star. Mm-hmm. So there's that stereotype being flipped as well. Um, the relationship between them two is palatable. It is absolutely infectious. Um, I genuinely love. I could sit and just watch them two on screen, just sit and live in their lives. Well, anything with Alan Turek, Turek, I can't get. I was Turek, Turek. Anything he does is just gold. From Firefly to that the Alien show on Sky One, that was just. Brilliant. Pirate Steve, man, he's Pirate, Pirate Steve. Steve. <laughs> Pirate Steve off Dodgeball. But and even like as a robot in AI, um the, the Will Smith movie. No, it wasn't AI, it was um iRobot. That's the he one. He was I, also I, Rogue One. Yep. He was K2S9. See so anything anything in he's just entertaining it is. And with this as well, he's fun and like when you see him, he gets tortured in this film as well. Like he gets stung by bees. <laughs> He gets his fingers chopped off. The bee stings the, is hilarious. The bee down his face. Who, who he, thought that was a scripted. good? No, it was all it was all <laughs> improvised. But just to think, like that's where your brain goes to, like because I think bee is his elixir for life, especially like how he goes on when he gets his beer at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think he just in his head he's like, "Yep, this is gonna work. <laughs> it has to work." But <laughs> as soon as you start the film, like like we go back from the very very start and how it starts mm-hmm. off, it like. It's not what you're expecting from the start. Literally, it's like um, it's kind of like the after everything's already happened. It's in the the cabin, and you've got the news reporter is saying something. Oh, something's fishy. Something's not quite right. And you see the crazed uh crazed person with half a face whacking them about with a like a, a metal rod, and that's the start of the film. And it goes back to the age old three days later. And you get the college kids going off, um, like saying, "Oh no, we forgot the beer!" Ah, bullshit. Even just, <laughs> I even just love Dale's dead eyes as the driving. When the driving pass, oh, uh, <laughs> just like, and uh, sorry, when you said there, when he hit, you said the reporter got hit in the face. Mm-hmm. The minute you said hit, me radiator went ding, <laughs> and that jumped a little bit. <laughs> Come to get you. He's coming e, to get you. Those, those crazy e, psychopaths are coming to get you. E, I love the I love the aesthetic of them too, though. They are because the director said that he's very inspired by Texas Chainsaw, uh, Hills Have Eyes, even like Deliverance, because like the aesthetic, the look of it. Mm-hmm. And I love that Dale and Tucker instantly, that's where you're like, yep, they are bad, bad people mm-hmm. because of how they look, where they are located, the fact that they're going to a cabin, yet things are just gonna get fucked up Mm -hmm. but it's a complete reverse like i've never known a movie flip it on like on its head Mm -hmm. like that yeah because the minute deal starts talking you know what kind of person he is yeah he's got a very kind soul like and the college guy like the main college guy like that what a dick he is the biggest douchebag like 
in the movie. Oh, Chad as well, yes. which is Chad. the biggest dickhead name in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chad. But it's hilarious, though, because the start of the film, if you parallel it, it is pretty much identical to the remake of the Friday the 13th movie. Yeah. It, it literally scene by scene, it's like, oh, uh, except from Jared Paletti, doesn't look like a hillbilly. He's wearing a, ch- uh, a flannel shirt, off brand, <laughs> I know. Um, but uh, like, it's still like treating like the outside like a dick. But how scary was that shop though when they went in? Like, literally, um, if I went in there, I would probably shit myself. I don't think I would. Yeah. But that's just because I like weird stuff so i'd be like oh how can i get this home but i do like for anyone you know with an ordinary eye they would be walking in there and going fuck no like i've seen the movies i've seen how this turns out i'm not going to end up on one of those walls ta-ta but (laughs) as an aspect like when you watch this movie back i think the biggest word i can use if you take out all the gore this is just a proper fun. It, it would be a fun family comedy if you took out how mm-hmm. like brutal, because you don't expect it to be as brutal as it is. And as we get into it, and like all the different things that do do aspects do happen, but you're right, it does flip all the stereotypes. Like the mm-hmm. blonde girl turns out to be like uh, like not a bitch and really nice and actually quite intelligent. That didn't go like mm-hmm. blonde bimbo route, uh, yeah. but. That did go through like every single horror movie cliche that can happen, oh, like skinny dipping yeah. in a lake, um, like like have the most imaginative deaths as well. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but some of these deaths were better than some of the horror movies that we've had like in the last ten years. I would say. Oh, totally, totally it agree. Felt, it felt really high budget, mm-hmm. and the acting, like, even the acting was top notch as well. Mm-hmm. Apart from right at the very beginning. When they're like, guys, we forgot the beer, and they all go, no. I was like, oh god, this is just this looks like it's going to be a shit movie. It's so cheesy. Mm-hmm. Why are they all doing that in synchronization? Mm-hmm. And then they get to the uh, the stop place, mm-hmm. and Dale starts talking, and I just flipped straight away there. Mm-hmm. It was like, no, this is amazing. But Fuck if you've seen any of the horrors that fit that trope, that synchronized no is in <laughs> probably the majority of them. And also teenagers being in a car. Um, the scene with the, and I don't know why I found this so funny, but took uh, Dale when he's trying to get the beer off the floor. And for some reason, he sits up and his tops off. How the fuck did his top? Do you, how does his t-shirt come off? Did he shirt, say it was caught? His shirt gets caught on... Um... <laughs> And took his jeans, so it rips it's just things. a clean, just a clean rip off, and he's just got knee top on. I think it's class. But what I liked about that though, there was a no sell from the police officer who, who caught them because the like the police officer pulls him over and like oh he's like shit I've spilled me beer get me beer so that's why Dale's basically bending over look like he's giving Tucker like a happy time. Um, <laughs> I see um like a happy ending, but uh, yep. and, he, and he pulls up and it, like it is. A quintessential like uh homophobic joke that like these type of tropes do do and it was like at a time yeah. where they were quite rampant but it it didn't make it out that way like the police officer no. didn't act the way it was, it was just like, like yeah, yeah okay okay guys yeah. don't go up there it's going to be cause trouble and stuff and i quite like that aspect to it but me too but there was no disgust or mm-hmm. Like, he didn't look like I'm going to walk away from this. Yeah, I'm not going to walk away from this because of what I think I've just seen. Yeah. 
I'm going to tell him that his tail lights out. I'm going to give him that warning, which is something that you don't usually see in that kind of horror trope. Yeah, I feel like it would have been like completely wrong for this kind of film anyway, because mm-hmm. this whole film is about prejudice. prejudice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, so that you can't then go, oh, yeah. these guys are gay, let's make exactly, a joke Exactly. Well, the guy who plays Dale put on weight for this character. Right. So um, because he Dale, like I say at the beginning, Dale would have been looked at. When you look at Tucker and Dale, mm-hmm. you'd think he's the sidekick because of his weight. That's the stereotypical thought of the bigger guy is the sidekick. So that's why the director was like, no, he's not. He's the main fucking star. So I'm going to flip that one on its head too, because it's Deal who saves the day at the end. Good Spo- old Deal. Spoilers, by the way. Spoilers yeah. alert. <laughs> if, well, if you've not seen this. Yes, you should you be really watching it. Why are you watching this what episode, you, What are you doing here? <laughs> but yeah. But the, the, like, there's so many little like hints or little funny bits like um, foreshadowing as well, like in aspects. like But like, the start, as Lee said, sets the tone with like when you meet the characters. And the fact that they look the way they do and like uh took a eggs on Dale to go and talk to the hot uh, college girl and he goes okay that's fine just all you have to do is act confident and laugh and he walks over with a fucking sigh like like full grim reapers like looking creepy I can see Lee when he acted out <laughs> looking fucking creepy as fuck and just laughing like <laughs> like oh shit I would then then the that, then the whole sorry sorry Chad because the chat called up said Chad start being good, doing all these ninja moves and going go away man being all <laughs> doing all like what Chad normally does the the dick being a Chad being, being an Chad. absolute Chad but yeah it's the fact that he stands there with his siren he's like okay like it's nothing to him he's so nonchalant about it and I love the fact that it just sits above the top of his head <laughs> like the placement of it was perfect do you think though that was a little nod. To a TV show that uh, Dale was in because he was in a show called Reaper. Oh, it could be because there's a lot of homage in this. Mm-hmm. Um, to, obviously, there's a lot of homage to horror tropes. To um, yeah. so yeah, it could have been. Yeah, because he was in a like I think it only got two seasons, but I know Kevin Smith Anthony directed. Watch it. Yeah, directed a few episodes of it. It was yeah, terrible. Anthony's it wasn't absolutely. a good show. I'll be honest with you, but um, we'll not be doing a review on it. Put it that way. But yeah, I think that might good because little... I am watching it. <laughs> but I think that might have been a little nod to it, like say because that, that's the only thing I can think that that I can remember seeing de- that deal in anything else, and he's not really done anything since, which is a bit of a shame. Oh, a... I see. Um, there's a film called Someone Marry Barry, right? Which honestly, go and watch it. It is hilarious. It's mm-hmm. uh, um, it's him is someone called Barry, mm-hmm. and every friendship every, every friendship group has a Barry, but just not necessarily with that name. Right, and it's that lovable dickhead of the group that Ooh. everyone so, can't oh, stand. I did anyone else think put up with them. there? No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I was going to ask a question there. So, who's the Barry in our group, Lee? Who would you say? <laughs> I don't know. So who's the dick that everyone like I'm, loves? I'm pro, I'm I, I did say that before he said, you're not a Barry. I did say, oh. Michael, before I heard the word, and he's a dickhead. <laughs> Sorry, Michael, I do not think you're a dickhead. Oh, wow. <laughs> I feel like everybody is somebody else's Barry, though. Right. Like, even in that film, Barry has a Barry. Barry. Uh, it turns out it's uh, Charles Boyle from, right. from oh. the 99. Yeah. <laughs> I love Boyle. 
thread. I'm trying well, to think. I'm trying to think who Elbarry is. It's probably me. Like if you, if you can't think of a name of of the person, it's probably is you. So I I know I'm the bell end. So that's fine. I'm, I'm happy that everyone no. hates us. <laughs> but yes. Um. So yeah. But so he, so he's in that one, is it? Yeah. Right. Really good movie. Check it out. I might check it out and find out who the Barry is. I'm going to call you all Barrys now. Um, Barry. Yes. So coming back to this movie as well, I know the foreshadowing did come in uh, a little bit early as well when they go into the um, the most the, the shittest looking hot well, cabin or the holiday home that that they uh, bought, and the, one of the pillars touch, and then the fallen thing with the nails down come flying down. Why wouldn't you just take that down rather than putting it back like up so it would kill someone? Yeah, and they have to keep reminding them, reminding yeah. each other. That, that's a bit loose. That, that's going to hurt someone. <laughs> as, it, and as, and as it comes back and takes out the, the police sheriff in the most impressive way. Because the police sheriff wanted to believe their story. Because like, all these deaths are the most ludicrous, amazing deaths in the movie. And it's all self-inflicted. Mm. But when you're trying to tell a story while carrying a pair of legs, just a pair of legs, <laughs> and saying, honestly, governor, I didn't kill him. It it it, it was him, it was himself. Like who the fuck would believe them? But the 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 copper, like well, I'll call him a copper. The sheriff was kind of on their wavelength. He's got these two aren't bad lads. They're not like dangerous. Uh, that's why he probably didn't arrest them when they were like the college mm. kids who were like begging them. But I think this movie, in a in a nutshell, is should if you weren't going to call it Tucker and Deal versus Evil. It would be called mis- miscommunication. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because know... there's just none in it. <laughs> Do you know there's a another version of this movie called Tucker yes. and Dale Are Evil? Really? Yes, it, it's on the DVD. And go on, Lee, tell them. Um, it's from the college kids' perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't find anything for for to watch it last night, but uh, the, the only thing I found was a three minute video of the kids sitting in the car there. Right. where the police officer goes in and it doesn't show you the bit that happens in the house. Mm-hmm. It just shows you him walking in and then the kids are screaming because he's coming back out with the uh, nails stuck in his head. Mm-hmm. And it's just what they see. So, like, they'll be standing, like, seeing Deal just holding one of them in the wood chipper or something like that. So, so it's basically from and, their and, perspective, is it? With, yeah, with much it's... more ominous and creepy music over the top as well, <laughs> and it even yeah. even makes Tucker and Deal's voices instead of like, oh, sorry, officer, I didn't. What a doozy of a day! It's like, oh, officer, I've had a doozy of a day. <laughs> it's like it makes them sound more evil as well. I did read about that that everything was like from the perspective of the college kids, so because we only ever see Dale and Tucker's, mm-hmm. so and theirs is like it's all, you know, it's all happening. At a ridiculous pace, and this shouldn't, you know, it's all mistakes and misunderstandings. And mm-hmm. then the, on their side, it's like, no, it's just this is deadly serious. This is a proper horror. So, like, ugh, I can't get my words out now. It's been one of those days. So, when I was watching it, and like, we're watching back with, um, like, again, it, it's, it's a movie you can watch over and over, but if you watch it for the first time, I love the fact that you get excited to how they are going to die. So you're kind of thinking, like, because they keep up in the ante each time. Like, the first death had me in absolute kinks when he thinks he's being chased by uh, Tucker with a <laughs> chainsaw. But Tucker's basically been an idiot and, and sliced into, uh, like, a, a beehive. And the beehives are, and all the bees are attacking him. 
So he's running around like full, uh, like say a he's leather. He's leather face. Yes. <laughs> doing yeah. full leather face, attacking the bees with a chainsaw, and this kid just starts belting off it, and the the sheer look of surprise when Tucker's running alongside him and the kids running alongside him, they're going, "Why aren't you attacking each other?" It's kind of like the realization, and then running full force and full bent into the branch that skewers him um, like a popsicle, and just. He's look on his face and he's like, "Oh shit, I didn't need to do this." And just the subtlety of having a bee fly and land on its on his nose as well. I thought that was a nice little little touch to it. But yeah. I, on all the deaths that we got, which one like would you say was your favorite? That. <laughs> that. Reast <laughs> so much. I um I love the wood chipper. Yes, I still love the wood chipper one, and it's probably more for Alan Turdick's response than anything else. For but, his reaction, yeah, for his actual reaction to it. But the the chainsaw swilling around is all improvised. That was him doing his best mm-hmm. Texas. You got that definitely from Texas Chainsaw, but that was all improvised as well from him. Um, but yeah, definitely mm-hmm. wood chipper. Who the? It's the fact that his legs don't go any further at one point. And hey, for a, for a budget that they had, mm-hmm. the makeup on him when they pulled them legs out, the actual like because he it didn't get past the rib cage, and the actual detail that was in that rib cage down to like the belt was unreal. Mm-hmm. Like for the budget that they ended up having. So yeah, wood chip. After the pull him out though as well, and he's on top of Dale, and he's like, get him off! And he pulls him off so that like the torso a bit goes over his face. And it's like, no, not that way. <laughs> <laughs> if you I, I, I like to think in depth in these situations. Um <laughs> I don't know why. Um why? <laughs> I was just a bit wrong in that, in that case. Um if you had someone that jumped face first into a wood chipper, would you <sighs> keep hold of the legs and try and pull them out or would you just give up and just like walk away just give up <laughs> i would literally just stand there and be like this not like after a few seconds might just go yeah there's nothing you know, can't do football here but he keeps a hold of them legs mm-hmm. i don't know if it would have been funnier if the legs snapped off and they're like in his hands as he falls down yeah you've got to give it to him he kept on trying to save him even though the face and everything was gone. I don't know how like reconstruction surgery works, but uh, there was no way of coming back from that. Not um, head first. No. Definitely not head first. <laughs> Maybe legs first. Yeah. Maybe it might not have been as bad if it was legs first, but mm-hmm. go- it's just the way he goes in as well. Mm-hmm. He literally dives into it like arms first. <laughs> but yeah, like some of the other deaths as well, like um, when the thing... They're making the the young lass. I can't remember her name now. I'm trying to think of her name. What was she called? Uh, Ali. Uh, Allison was it? I Ali. Um, making a dig her own grave, and like the poor <laughs> lass, like the amount of concussion she would have had after, like say, like the amount of time she got smashed over the head with either a shovel or uh, falling off the rocks. I'm still surprised she survived falling off the rocks. Was so that, that that yeah? That's a killer from the start, but. Um, she still like survives and looks pretty, but um, after they finished digging the shithole, and that kid running, tripping, and then skewing himself again in the hole and like lying on top of Dale in the hole is just like how fucked up, like how unlucky is it? Can you be? I know it's Dale's face though because he's just lying there and he's like slow. It's the how slow 
he goes down that pole mm -hmm. before he hits the bottom and Dale's just like kind of screaming. But mm -hmm. yeah, that poor, that poor girl in her head. But even getting her out the water, that's another horror trope. How they dragged her out by her arms and pulls her in. Like even that's another kind of horror trope. Mm -hmm. It's the fucking detail in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lee's just sitting there just reenacting the film as we go along. I love it so much. But... I was I was generally shocked because me and Lee are on the same um what's the word I'm looking for? Like wavelength when it comes to movies. It's kind of like it's a, the same fuck pick, a, pick, a, pick a mix. <laughs> Have we actually seen anything? Yeah. So I yeah. was quite not that I would not that I should be, but I was quite shocked that you had seen this and when it came out too. Mm -hmm. This was uh, mine and Bex's first ever film we watched together, and oh. we've been together for like 12, now tell maybe the, 13 now, years, I think. Now, tell the truth. Bex isn't watching. She might be, but she's not watching. Did you actually she's watch the movie, it. Lee, or did mm. you get down to, to some business? Hmm. <laughs> I, um, I mean, she says that she remembers watching this, oh. so... So, you so went, you I think we back. must have watched it. You yeah. didn't pull any moves. Oh. Mine and Anne's was Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> our first date our first and only date 17 years ago was Spider-Man 3 well we'll get later dress up as Spider-Man you can reenact it oh there you go we've got 20 years coming up in a few years time the hero so. can save us sorry we said we'll leave channel on uh... do you know what I was, I was, I've only just remember I've only just realised sorry I can't talk today I've only just realised that the main character the main douchebag's Chad and then there's Chad from Nickelback <gasps> What a coincidence. <laughs> but yes, um, sorry. Tucker and Dale the movie. So yes. Um <laughs> the only thing again, because you always like when you're watching these type of horror movies as well, because you end up screaming at the screen to do like do the right thing or you're doing stupid things. I don't think they do anything overly stupid, like the college kids do, because they're fucking idiots. But um yeah. Like mostly, like everything that Tucker and Dale do are quite sensible, like the way they kind of plan things out, and their rationale towards things as well made sense in my head. Like I, I actually yeah. thought and thought, oh shit, I would pose because Dale goes, oh, we'll need to phone the police, we'll get the thing, and Tucker goes, are you kidding us? We'll get the police out, and there's all these dead college kids running around. Um, they're going to take one look at us, and we're just going to get locked up. I would, I would have to say a mentality because how can you explain away like the fucked up situation that's happening? <laughs> how can you explain legs and a wood chipper? Yep. I just I, I don't know how, where that conversation starts mm -hmm. or how you even have it. So, um, so, so let's do... let's play it out here then. So okay. so Sammy and Lee, you can be Tucker and Deal. Who wants to be? Uh, we'll go. We'll we'll make Sammy. You can be Tucker, Tucker, Tucker and okay. Lee's Deal. Okay. Uh, I'll be the police officer. Hey hey guys, what's going on here? Well, officer, you'll find that, um, there you go. That's as far as I get. How the hell are you meant to say? I'll take you to arrested. You're going to get cornwalled. Go on then, Lee. What would what would you well, say? They, they just they just they do already come up with the only reasonable response of these kids just showed up and started killing them all over. The <laughs> I love when Alan Turnick does that voice. We have had a do the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but yes. Um that needs to be the title of this episode. We have had a doozy, doozy of a day. day. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely love the dog in this as well. Like the dog is oh, so adorable. Yeah. Like 
Jangus. Yeah, and I actually did it's get the... quite sad when uh, when the the, the sh- when Chad being a dick puts a gun towards the dog's head. I actually did get quite angry at in that part of the film. I wasn't nervous though. Mm. You because of how this movie has flipped everything on its head. I'm like that dog ain't nothing's happened to that dog. No. The dog's going to be totally totally fine because mm-hmm. otherwise I would not be watching. But even Chad like Chad has no redeemable quality whatsoever. No. Like none whatsoever from his facial expressions mm-hmm. to the way he talks to the way he's like with Ali he's like I what did he say That's to her? So I... creepy, isn't it? He was like, like we're "You don't a need different class, you and I. <laughs> we're, we're better yeah, than we all. We are them. better than everyone else." Yeah. Like, it's it one of those things where you're so looking at the horrible. screen and you want to punch it. But how did you feel when they give him the back Freddy Krueger backstory? I liked it mm-hmm. because again, it just falls into the the horror element of it. Yeah, the fact that the you know they given it they give a kind of bit of an explanation to it all right so the fact that like you say his mum like was in essence uh taken advantage of we don't know the, the full uh like backstory it's implied uh, <laughs> i just don't want to say the r word basically um yeah that's not <laughs> um taken advantage of and like I said his grandmother lied to him but he was basically born from a hillbilly murdering maniac so that they were going, you're a hillbilly too. <laughs> you're one of us. <laughs> so please like, don't kill us. <laughs> it's like that, like the mean something. I just love the fact that that's his like his kryptonite is to know that he's a fucking hillbilly. But it, to give him like I say, Michael Myers, like like almost um like like survival ratio. Like he was in the the cabin when. Like, say, they were sitting down and Ali was doing all of her psychiatry straight shit that was kind of working. But then yeah. you get the idiot come running in with the weed blower that takes out <laughs> uh, the, the young lass's face in the most brutal way. And then he gets set on fire. And then, mm. like, say, the blonde lass, the blonde cheerleader stripper, uh, that's, let's be honest, that's the, the life we're going to go into. Um, basically starts smoking and then... For some reason, the cabin then blows up with the the crazy hillbilly still in there, <laughs> and he fucking survives it. Half his oh, face, yeah. half his face is burnt off, and he's just went yeah. full crazed. But then that is, but that is full on horror icon nism mm-hmm. right there. When you can get up and walk away from a fire and still be ready to fucking fight, that is that is like the borderline of where horror icons. Lion, so maybe Chad could fall under that category. It, it's the new, it could be the new Jason. It's like J, J, Friday the 13th, Jason. It could be uh, Saturday, the, Saturday the 14th Definitely. is Chad's day. Um, yeah, yeah, there you go. The Sorted. day of Chad, it is one of the biggest dickheads in any film that I've watched, mm-hmm. but I do uh-huh. feel like he, he does personify a lot of what people think they could be like mm-hmm. in one of these situations. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like he picks up the axe and he's like, "Let's go and get them." I've watched like any horror film I've watched. I've been like, "Why don't you?" It's just a normal person. Pick up that axe and hit him with it. And he's like, "Let's get the axe and go and kill them with it." It's like, that is the correct plan to go with. It is. I mean, um, I, I feel like I, I would mean, die if I did that. <laughs> oh yeah, probably. I'd end up swinging it and like hitting like me back or something. <laughs> that would just be me. But you say like he's the most annoying person on screen. Have you seen the Babadook? <laughs> no. Because the kid on that is even worse. But, and that's saying something. 
Yeah. But yeah, Chad's a dick. <laughs> then, like I say, we'll go to like more horror horror movie tropes as well. Like the, you've got the heroes, like, oh yeah, we're going to make the big getaway, driving away from like the big uh, explosion and, and keep, taking eyes off the road and driving head, lo- head first into a fucking tree. And yep. they did that. And I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. But in all good horror movies, especially of a certain time, you've got to take them to a wood mill. There's got to be a yep. good old wood mill where good old. there's got to be a damsel in distress and yep. the big final fight. Now, again, with this film, it's there's very few negatives or bad things I can say about it. But I was a bit flat on the final fight. It it, it was a, it. Go on. No, I was gonna say it didn't live up to expectations of what what's been going on throughout. <laughs> I think. See, I think it did. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that when he throws something at the robe, it pings off, and he, even he's shocked at himself. Like, mm-hmm. oh shit, yeah, that worked. Oh. Like, I love. There is so much brilliant comedy timing towards the end of this movie. Um, the girl with a cigarette mm-hmm. when just be, especially when he's like. Oh, we should have really moved all that explosives before now. <laughs> but it's when she she literally she can see what's going on around her. She can see the fact everything's going to blow up, and she still takes that draw, mm-hmm. and she still enjoys it. That is just pure brilliance, timing wise in comedy. Also, Dale does an amazing one at the end of the fight scene when the doors are open mm-hmm. and he just shuts them <laughs> and walks away. <laughs> It's just that ship. No, it's just them tiny again mm. with this movie. Tiny little details. It's funny though you said that about the girl taking a drag because I'm, I'm gonna take it overboard here now. Um, it's it's going back to more rats all all over again when Brody's telling the story about his uncle and the flight. Um, yeah, like say the how like the uh, turbulence kicking. They think they're all gonna crash, so all of them whip out the junk and start uh, uh, whapping one off. Because they think they're going to die, so they want to have at least one nice thing happen to them before they die. So, in essence, it's like she's taking the last drag before, and ex- like, at least gives her body that little bit of enjoyment yeah. before she gets blown up. So, it could be that type of element to it. But did they come? So, this, God damn it! There's some things you just don't even talk about! I'll be the Bill Hicks of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or Gil, even. Yes. Gil Hicks. Gil Hicks. <laughs> Damn it, Gil. Yeah, uh, we need to do another more. The final fight. The final fight is amazing, mm-hmm. but oh. I think it's the very end bit. It's like, imagine watching Halloween and it's like, Michael Myers is an unstoppable force. He can only be stopped by chamomile tea. <laughs> <laughs> it would just ruin it. Yeah. Which I think that was a bit of a letdown for how the kids mm-hmm. got defeated. I know, but yeah. that, I don't even think that's genius. The deal, because like he always says he remembers the weird stuff mm-hmm. and the fact that he knew that he was asthmatic, he knows what's in chamomile tea and he know, he was like, two and two together. Yeah. He'll be all right once he gets his inhaler. Like, I, I love <laughs> that aspect of it. I think in it, chamomile it tea, man. Yeah. Just imagine if like Freddy Krueger and them could be taken out with like, fucking chamomile tea. I'd be all right. Yeah. I'm just going to like shitloads. <laughs> I think I'm on the same way as them because Lee is a little bit as well. Because all the way through the movie, all these kids have took themselves out. So I would have loved it if, like you say, Chad done something in Chad ways and his fuck up made it took himself out. I think that would have been more in keeping with the storylines that we got. Um, I know I'm falling out that like the window and we had the whole 
Michael Myers-esque where they all look down and he's like lying there on the thing. I was half expecting them to pan away and go back and for him to be just, disappeared. Just, uh, just get up and walk off. Like, <laughs> but we see it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, just a news report, and I'd say at the end that they're still looking mm. for the person behind the murderers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I generally think that maybe this is a character they wanted to keep open. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that they did just want to keep in their wheelhouse because maybe the writer was thinking. So he, he's mm-hmm. never he mm-hmm. has brought he has done scripts, mm-hmm. but every one of them, Alan Turner and the guy who plays Dale mm-hmm. become best friends during this movie. Their chemistry is mm-hmm. real yeah. because of how much time they spent together beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've both said, really happy to mm-hmm. do a sequel, really happy to do more with this, but it has to be the right script and everything they've been handed, mm-hmm. they've not liked. Mm-hmm. So there is, there's obviously some some things that have been in the works and I think they wanted to keep Chad as a, mm-hmm. we'll just keep him in the wheelhouse. Maybe we could use him again. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, well, like the start of the film gives that away because the start of the film, Chad's still alive. He's still hiding out in that burnt out uh, like <laughs> cabin because he takes out the news report of that at the end, at the start of the movie. Living that hillbilly life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like as you said, the, the attention to detail in this movie is brilliant. Like throughout this movie, uh, Tucker loses his fingers, and as a joke towards the end, uh, they say we've reattached your fingers, and it's probably worth one of the girls that got the fingers removed. It was probably the only found. So he's got this fingernail, and he's like high on morphine. And he's like, oh, they look right. And even when they give him the beer, because he wouldn't be able to bend the fingers because they've just been reattached. I'd surprised out of a bandage, but again, that they wouldn't have got the joke. But uh, Tucker opens the kind of beer one-handed and does everything. So like that, that's well played, well done. Because you could have easily just done it with two hands, and like you wouldn't even bat an eye, and you would have just laughed. No. But then the joke at the end is had me flawed, where Tucker's given uh, at the ball now, like, given his mate who's like a complete hillbilly psychopath uh, advice on uh, to go and fo- go for what he wants and basically make sure he hits be, them be dreams. Yourself. Um, and he's talking to Ali again. And he gives her a present as a like a helmet, which again is a callback to all the times she's bang her head, which is just hilarious. Then all you hear is scream behind, where this hillbilly hick knocks out this poor woman in the bowling alley and put throws her over the shoulder, and he's just like smiling, going, "Yeah, I got it, guys, I got it." It's like fucking hell. Deliverance is real. Yeah, it's the fact that he says, "Go be yourself." Yeah. So he did. <laughs> I forgot about the fingers, and yeah. that's another amazing one where mm-hmm. um, oh, Ali unwraps them, mm-hmm. and Dale's reaction isn't like, oh no, my friend did, oh no, they cut off his bowling fingers. <laughs> like, how would you know it was his bowling fingers, though? Like, that, that must be a quite special fingers to know that they're the bowling fingers. Does he bowl amidexas? Can he do it two handed? Oh, who knows? I love the fact that he, he, even Dale doesn't bat an eyelid when he's looking at the nail varnish on the finger and he's like, yeah, they're fine. <laughs> they look totally great. Um, I generally thought up until today's view and they were brothers. Right. I didn't realise they were best friends until I'd rewatched it today. I've always thought for the mm. however long these two they were brothers. There was great chemistry in it friends. as well. Yeah, oh, so, really no. was. But And again, I know Harpen back to this at the start of this when I mentioned this because like say I know like say it's getting a, quite a common thing when we're talking about like movies and stuff like what would you do next if you were doing like a sequel or like a and then or Tucker and mm. Deal next 
because this could be like almost like the brand new Albert and Costello, or it could be like Tucker and Dale versus uh, Dracula, Tucker and Dale versus uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, and it, everything would work in essence in that way. I think that is absolutely perfect. Only because I'm starting to learn more about Abbott and Costello through mm-hmm. Jim and Monsters. These two fit that so well. This whole genre mm-hmm. of what they've created is mm-hmm. it's because it's a different style of horror. Yeah. Like Cabin in the Woods was a different style of horror. It kind of mm-hmm. like it took it wasn't taking the piss mm-hmm. in a way it was more playing I thought paying homage. And this does the same, but in a different aspect. It flips everything of what you believe horror to be and changes it completely. Um, and I think it would work perfectly with, yeah, like Tucker and Dale versus the Wolfman, like him fucking Larry. That'd be absolutely <laughs> class. Larry. Lurky Larry, man, I love, I do love that idea of it. Mm-hmm. But did anyone else, I mean, I know Evil Dead mm-hmm. is a main theme throughout this, but at the end with the chainsaw, did anyone else see Ash in Chad? Especially with like the denim, the shirt, the chainsaw in yes. his hand. Yeah, original think, Evil Dead. Yes, yeah. I think yes. <laughs> I think everyone. I, I think it was riffing on like all different types of horror and stuff. And like you mentioned it before about Cabin in the Woods, with this coming out around about the same time, because I think Cabin in the Woods like had a better budget. And like, let's be honest, like Tucker and Dale is a cult, like funny and stuff. But Cabin in the Woods, the story and like the way it's told is a little bit done high market if that makes sense and that's not me yeah shitting on Tucker and no. Dale but with them coming out the, at the same time there's always going to be if we're running about the same themes one always does better than the other and this probably is why Tucker and Dale did go under the radar for as much totally totally agree um because Cabin in the Woods is money behind it mm-hmm. you can see it yeah. runs through it and all it, the way through it and it came out a year after Thor as well so they had the Helmsworth uh factor in there as well if they do a sequel, they should still keep it low budget mm-hmm. and do like found footage right. and just have that. Yes. like trying to make a documentary about what happened on that yes. night. And they're going through the woods and then, I don't know, something happens like they find the voodoo things from the Blair Witch or something similar to that and right. have it like some kind of mysterious, like, so it's like a cursed ghost kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Why don't we just do it? <laughs> We've cast, we cast used to as uh, Tucker and Deal anyway, so we'll just get you some flannel shirts. Uh, oh, I think he does a really good Tucker. Like, you oh. <laughs> right. well, the found footage Tucker and Deal movie would be epic. We'll get we'll, yeah, get, because... we'll get Chris to be the hillbilly because he, he's from New York and he's any small as well. So he looks like a character <laughs> from Wrong Turn. So we'll get away with that. The even when they go into the cabin for the first time, when they go to sorry, their holiday home. I yes, love the holiday the fact home. that they're so excited of their holiday home. Um <laughs> when even when they go in and they see all the like the bones and that dangle, even they find that fucking weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you know, the old people of people who lived here. Hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Like even they find that a bit disturbing. They're not like mm-hmm. totally taken with the decor. So if we were going to do like a follow up or like a follow on type thing from Tucker or Dale, would a TV show work better? Yeah. Or would you prefer a movie format? Um, I would. I just think I think of um, Ash versus the Evil Dead right. TV show yeah. and mm-hmm. think that that would kind of fit in with the same wheelhouse as that mm-hmm. and how that worked because Ash versus Evil Dead, the first season of that was fucking tremendous. Right. No, yeah. Okay. And I think this could do exactly the same. So 
because I know you mentioned said that they've done scripts. So I wonder why this hasn't been. As is it the fact that that, as Lee said before, this only made two hundred thousand on its original release? Could that be putting them off? Type aspect. No, it's got nothing to do with the money. Right. At all. They've been, they have been given a few scripts, like Sammy said. Mm-hmm. But it's just they don't think anything's good enough. Right. Yeah. They have such high expectation of it. The money doesn't even come into it. They did this knowing because this was put to Sundance first. Right. Okay. Went to Sundance and it won a few awards at Sundance. But outside of that, mm-hmm. nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Nobody wanted to take this on. And I don't know if that's where. The they're the hesitation hurt, could be hurt by a type thing. So like, oh, you didn't want us when we first showed you. Now we've yeah, got this kind now, of following. Like, fuck you. So we want it to be. If we are going to do it, it's going to be right type thing. Potentially, it's just what all I read was that they they've had a few scripts thrown their way. One is um is twenty seventeen. Right. Um. That but they just they weren't good enough. They oh, weren't right. up to par. They didn't match the what the energy of the first. They obviously hold this in such high regard, which they should. Mm-hmm. That they don't want to do anything less to taint that one. True, no, I agree entirely. But it's just I wish more people would do that. Yeah, yeah, don't you? <laughs> it's a very unusual trait in the horror genre, as, as we've uh, noticed as well. Like, mm. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of bad. There's a lot of rod zombie, but um. But yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Jason in space. Um, Lee will defend Jason I'm, in space. Yeah. I love Jason X. It's just such an entertaining film. Mm-hmm. It's not a good film. It's an entertaining <laughs> film. But we're not talking about good films. Like as you said, there's so many different aspects. Like I wouldn't put Tucker and Dale, and that sounds harsh, in any of my top fives. No, me neither. But it's a film I can watch. Like year in year out, Halloween mm-hmm. comes around. It is a film that you can put on and kick back, and you don't even. It's not ones where you like watching it. Uh, takes full concentration, but when you're watching it, there's little nuances and little aspects that you do pick up on, and you kind of get and enjoy more. Like uh, something as simple yeah. as like uh, the nail varnish on the finger, um, and as you said, like <laughs> that's fingers. his bowling hand. But now you like there, there is bowling fingers. But now it's got us thinking: How did he know it was his bowling fingers? Did he sniff them fingers? Did they smell like bowling balls? Have they been extra shined? These are the They're questions we need to know. Close. They're just that close. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to see a crossover? I think this is one of the ones I could like Tucker and Dale versus the uh, Tucker and Dale and Ash versus the Evil Dead. Yeah, but, not like just but, like as but in isn't that, what that we were talking be, about before. That would be probably be too easy though doing it that way. I'd want if we were going to do a crossover, I'd want it like proper outlandish and like crazy, like um, Tucker and Dale versus Ghostface. Have them wandering in, in New York or like uh, uh, where like they become friends with Sidney Prescott and Ghostface comes oh. to try to hunt them down or something like that. Something that... it would have to be something not a simple idea. It would have to be something yeah. so outlandish that you think this won't work that it will work. Yeah, because I know we were talking about like Babas and Costello and like that style of like mm-hmm. them verses, but it's just like them not them teaming up with someone mm-hmm. to verse right. someone. I love that, and I do. Ash is instantly the first person that comes to mind because of how much Evil Dead is running through this fucking film. <laughs> that's the thing though it would just get like if because it would work and i would enjoy it but you would get all the fans and people saying 
it's just a rehash of what's already went before. So if you were going to do Evil Dead Two, yeah, <laughs> if you were going to do a crossover, it would be, I think the, one of the funniest ones that's just popped in my head, um, Tucker and Deal versus Chucky. No, ah! have, have, have the little uh, redhead-headed bastard doll chase them down, and um, like say have uh, Tiffany trying to seduce them and stuff like that. Has to be in the woods though. Everything with these guys has to stay in their woods, in their territory, because it's the only way it works. You take them out of it, you lose that fun. I, I think you would lose that funny side to it. Because mm-hmm. um, it, it's again, you go back to the beginning with that deadpan stare that Dale does. <laughs> like, that is something. You go and watch I Spit on Your Grave. I swear that scene is in there. <laughs> oh, I kind of watched that film. It's not a nice one. It's um... not, but it is a fucking amazing revenge film. Laura Jacks just said in the chat, Tucker and Dale meets Predator. Yes, Laura, <laughs> that it sounds amazing. Imagine Predator oh. hunting down poor Tucker and Dale. <laughs> Fucking hell. With aliens involved too. Oh my oh. god, let's get some let's get some uh, xenomorphs in. Xenomorphs. Why no, my, my my brain never goes down the correct route and I'm not even thinking of horror. Um Go on. I'm saying I mean, it would never happen because this is too big of a property, but like Tucker and Dale crossed with like Harry Potter or something. And I'm thinking of, you know, when you're a the, wizard, uh, Tucker. You know, when they, you know, do you know when they're getting chased through the woods by all of the, um, the people trying to cap, catch it? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. It could be like Tucker and Dale as like just a couple of muggles teaming up with some wizards to take on like some kind of like Voldemort kind of dude. And you got Chucker and Dale just like troops on behind them. I, l- I quite like that. That's quite cool. Um, um, the closest one, was... uh, Chris, come up with a good idea. T- Scooby Doo meets Tucker and Dale. That could be interesting. But if that see that would work. Yeah, if they still if it was still going, if they didn't kill off the show like Tucker and Dale in an episode of uh, Supernatural, that again would fit in quite nicely. Have, have, yeah. the, have the fight of the flannels. Fight. Oh, that would be amazing. I'm thinking of all these like little short videos we could do, like Tucker, <laughs> like, like Supernatural and uh, and uh, Tucker and Dale spin off of the the flannel shirts. So get what we're gonna do now? Out. We're gonna get you and Lee dressed up as Tucker and Dale and do little cameo little videos doing impressions on them, saying, "Bye, Tucker, let's go kill this motherfucker right now." <laughs> Did you notice only Goodwill. one swear word? Only one. Goodwill here. Only Tucker. one. Oh, sorry. Tucker no, and sorry. Dale versus Moonshiners. They're, pretty... <laughs> They're not versus Moonshiners. They are Moonshiners. That's what they are the Moonshiners. <laughs> this is what happens in Moonshiners. Except from less, less death, but more explosions. Yeah. What? What's the one swear word? Fuck. All right. He says some. It's Dale says um, something about getting him in the fucking head. Hmm. Oh, it's the only I'm gonna one... put my boot down his fucking throat. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I mean, I know he says shit because he says shitter, but then he stops himself. But fuck is the only swear word in there. And it was improvised. All right. Yeah. So what rating was this movie? Was it a 15? (sighs) Lee? (laughs) I know it scored scored 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. But that doesn't matter because we've already proved that Rotten Tomatoes doesn't connect. uh, You can buy them. So that doesn't really matter these days. No. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. I've, I've based my whole movie experience on... I'm only joking. Um, it was... It was only an hour and a half long as well. It is a short movie. Like you can, like 90-minute movie, as Kevin Smith says, if you can't do a story in 90 minutes, it's not worth telling. 
R. R rated, rated so, R. So, so probably an 18 over here then, so possibly. Mm. Can kids watch Tucker and Dale? Language is strong and includes F word and shit word <laughs> once. Fucking once. To be fair though, if a kid watches this, the nightmares of the like the when the like the little things well, I say little things when he jumps head first into the truck. Um I can't remember the word for it now, where he gets eaten by the like the mulch thing that's like, it just ends on his le- yeah. legs. Like if you saw that, the kid's gonna be fucked up for a long time. Yeah. Um but yes. So, like I say, I know we've talked about like a little bit, so what rating would you give this movie, Lee? What what do you think I'm gonna give it? <laughs> go on, give it Lee, the man who doesn't like to go five. below five. <laughs> five. I mean I I think I gave the last thing we watched uh a four, possibly. Yes. Well no five we five for this. That was a long time what was ago. That thing we I can't remember anything before the twenty-four hours. Things that things have ha- things. So many things have happened in that time mm-hmm. that I. I mean, this is me. I generally can't remember what we did. If someone asked me about episodes, I'm like, did I? <laughs> As we found out when we done the quiz, uh, like during the twenty-four hour stream, that everyone. But at. oh, I mean, I got my questions right. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the monsters episodes, and it's only because I've pre-recorded about five episodes. Mm -hmm. So in my head, I'm ahead. (laughs) I'm living in the future, not the past. She's above us all. She's above us all. So Lee's giving it a five. What would you give it out of? I'd definitely say a five, a solid five. It Mm -hmm. gives you everything you want in a horror movie, but Mm -hmm. the other way around. Yeah. Um, It's like... I, it's a, as I said before, it's not the best movie out there, but there's, it's very hard to knock the movie down for anything from what it is. It knows exactly what it is, and it and it's mm-hmm. entertaining. So yeah, I can't say anything other than a five for it, just mm-hmm. because there's nothing I would change. Literally, mm-hmm. you could go through it with like say, and it knows exactly what it is, and it doesn't try and take itself too seriously. And it, the best thing about it though, as well. It doesn't treat the audience like idiots. No. And it, it doesn't stupid it doesn't dumb it down or make things a bit stupid for, for people as well. I totally agree. There's mm-hmm. you don't come out of this thinking mm-hmm. like were they taking the piss? Like, oh look at them taking the piss out of horror. Like who the fuck do they think they are? Like, no fucking do it. Mm-hmm. Like because that was a, the, the genius way that they did it by reversing everything around was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I do Really think if this didn't came if this hadn't come out the same time as a cabin and woods, it would have got a bigger reception. And again, mm. this might be me blowing smoke with its ass as well. This would have Lord. been put in the same category as Scream as reinventing the genre, because Scream potentially because Scream come out and did take the piss away in about how slasher movies were made, mm-hmm. far be it on a more serious note. But this did the same thing. It came out and took the piss out of like the cabin and like the whole, uh, like backward, uh, uh hillbillies type type sort like the hills of eyes, um, uh, wrong turn. This movie, like yeah. and, and like Evil Dead, did basically turn everything like that on its face and made like a almost like a comedy horror. So I do think, unfortunately, well, say unfortunately, because we got Cabin in the Woods as well. Yeah. If this came out even a year before or two years before or a few years after, 
this would have been held on a much higher regard than it probably did at this time. I know it's starting to get now a lot more following, and I know when we announced we were doing this episode, a lot of people got excited on the Facebook page, a lot of people got excited on Instagram as well. Um, it's It was quite refreshing to know that this this film has a lot of love out there. Mm-hmm. It, absolutely. It's one of those that just, like you said earlier, you'll always put it on. Yep. You'll at least watch it once a year, mm-hmm. guaranteed. And it's so easy watching. It's not overcomplicated. The story flows from A to B. There were two movies for all that these influence was Texas Chainsaw and um, Hills Have Eyes. Two movies that run concurrently through this one. Evil Dead's one and Wrong Turn was the other. Mm-hmm. So they run concurrently through the movie the whole time. Now, I've only ever seen the remake of Wrong Turn, so I can't say for sure or not. It's not bad. The, the original is better. There's been six other Wrong Turns as well. So As I learned when we <laughs> reviewed the last one. <laughs> so what are you, your views on this, Lee? Anything you want to add to that? Well, I, think, boy. <laughs> I think it's been captured perfectly. Um, I can't think of anything else. Just <laughs> There's just so many amazing one-liners in this mm-hmm. film. Just all, none of them by the kids, all of them by Tucker and Dale. Yes. Even just simple things like, hey, are you okay? <laughs> just, it's perfect. Yeah. Every single line that they say is gold. I think the, the, the running theme through it as well is it's a film about friendship. And yeah. like, say, and not judging a book by its cover, as, as we all know and as we should, all should abide by. Um. Because we've all been yeah. judged and we've all been looked at in ways and thought eh, might not be worth much and stuff like that. And we've everyone's proved themselves in certain things. Not many people's done a twenty-four hour stream like us guys, or like even Lee falling asleep. Like, and there's a video of him <laughs> falling asleep on there as well. So you want to check that out? Yeah, um, he didn't even get get away from that. Hmm? Like, it's still out there. <laughs> it's always out there. <laughs> at least no one's going to be able to see me having a meltdown come seven, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> At least I think that's, that's gone. <laughs> I think me falling asleep is already overshadowed by the amazing Jake in his sonic outfit. It's the scariest thing ever. If you tell you what, if you want to watch a fucking <laughs> horror movie, that's a fucking horror movie right there. But, it um... was the best thing. It was before we we went on to do that sec to do that section. Paul had gone to the toilet, and Jake literally whispered into his microphone, "Sammy." Sammy, I've got a surprise for you. And I was like, so I'm like sitting there waiting for to see what's about to happen. And then fuck me, it was worth it. I've watched that video, just the opening bit, for about 10 times now, probably more. <laughs> I, I see it in sleep for you. Um, oh, it's brilliant. Oh, now now they're suggesting a bowling night. No, I'm too competitive. I'll end up hitting, oh, I'll end up hitting one of you. It's not. I will idea. end up hurting one of you. The last time <laughs> I went bowling, I flung up behind us. I'm not good. I'm not good. <laughs> None bowling. So yeah, it could be. Uh, it could be a, like what's it? Um, two bean frame type of it was like thing. If we do record it. Uh, oh. <laughs> but yes, um, just, you just know the big Lebowski quotes will be coming out all the time. <laughs> So yes, uh, so I know it's not a long episode tonight. So I'm sorry, guys. I see oh. this is this is the recovery episode after like the long one last week, uh, but we're still not over it. Just, you, you had to be there, man. It was like being at Nam. Um, <laughs> you, you don't know, guy. But yeah, um, next. So the next episode is mm. another cult classic, 
where the wonderful Sam and Dan are reviewing. Oh, me. <laughs> I was like, who are you talking about? It's me. <laughs> it's, I'm on the ball, guys. It's fine. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the wonderful Dan <laughs> and Sammy are reviewing the cult classic Idle Hands, which has a lot of different monsters and a lot of different themes in that movie. Um, it stars Devin Sawyer, like I say, after Casper. I was after yeah. Casper, oh, yes. Very much after, after Casper. Casper. <laughs> yes. A, a very different performance. Um, yes. But yes, um, like I said, please watch that. Watch Idle Hands as well. It is one of my top films as well. It's very much yeah. in the same vein as Tucker and Dale, a very much a cult classic. It's, it's such a good episode because we break down things and we obviously, if mm. you watch Monsters, you know we factoids shit. Mm. Um, so we are giving out our factoids, but it's us, tra- us trying to figure out where the monster lies in this. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few. Mm-hmm. So it is a really interesting watch. So yes, Idle Hands tomorrow at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, yes. 7 o'clock. Then we've got Nerdy Lee that will be streaming throughout the week. He'll be showing off his spider webs, slinging them about. Pew pew. Pew pew. Wednesday, probably. Because yeah. I'm back at work this week, so... Oh, his week is but over. I think we've got Goodwill on Tuesday. Returning. Oh, the return Ooh. of the, the unicorn. Uh, Beth can wear mm. a matching head, headdress now. She's got that uh, from yeah. today. But yes, and um, Friday will be the return again of Captain Goodwill and Science Office Sinois, uh, where we'll be talking about the new episode of Lower Decks and a cacophony of like shit that will be going on. Um, then we've got two very special episodes coming up, uh, with it being our spooky Halloween special. We've got the amazing... Peaches and Scream joining us. We've got the Phoenix Spider uh, joining us again. And we've got uh, the other Peach, Sarah, joining us. And we have Sonya for our spooky ghost talk. And we've been doing yeah. this now for three years. I'll get the spooky little atmosphere kicking in Ooh, there. Oh, um, yeah. This is our, it's becoming an annual tradition now where we do spooky stories at our last. Mm-hmm. Kind of our last episode of the spooky season. Mm-hmm. Um, last year's was absolutely fantastic. I know this year's will absolutely top it. Mm-hmm. Um, we also, all episodes do now go up on iTunes and Spotify. Mm-hmm. So tonight's episode will be up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Trek will be up tonight. And because I forgot to do it yesterday. So Trek is up on a Saturday. Sunday's episode's up on a Monday. And Monsters episode is up on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So if you can, please go and subscribe and like. Leave reviews. Leave hearts. I believe there's a comment section in Spotify that you can leave stuff. So please come and find us on these platforms. Thank you. And just to know, like on these platforms, we are pretty much on other ones, on everyone. Lee found out the other day we're on Amazon as well. So you can find us on oh. yeah, uh, Amazon Music. You can find us on uh, Audible, I think it is. Um, like, yeah. Like, say, oh, that's right. So anywhere you, anywhere you get your, your podcast from, you'll find us. We'll be there. Yes. Just do what you can. It just mm-hmm. helps the algorithm. It helps other people find us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there you go. And then are we announcing the Monsters Halloween episode or is that still not to be announced? Because I know you like to be a bit secretive. Well, no, it's not even that because we've been such all we've been all over the place with our recordings. Um, because Dan is now officially away, so we pre-recorded things. So the episode that's going to happen tomorrow with Idle Hands, there is a disclaimer that I assumed that this was going out on the Monday after 
mm-hmm. Friday the 13th because I wasn't sure if Michael was doing an episode then so we just were like yeah welcome you know you get us back after you know you got us on Friday you don't there was a gap in between so I do apologize so yeah, these episodes are all over the place. In each and tie, at the end of every one, I just say, I don't know what we're doing next week because <laughs> I didn't. I just didn't. But the Halloween episode for Monsters is now, I don't know if I'm going to say his name right, but mm-hmm. it's Sam Ham from mm-hmm. Trick or Treat. Yes, the little little guy with a sack on his head. Little guy with a pumpkin on have, his head. And you have to follow the rules for Halloween. So do you know the rules, Sammy? Um, Don't. Don't do something with your pumpkin. Don't blow out your lights. Before Don't take your decorations down. Mm-hmm. Don't be disrespectful. And check your candy. Don't <laughs> check your candy. That's it. That's it. Yes. I did do the episode a few weeks ago, mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, trick or treat. We've done trick or treat before, but this is based on, uh, like I say, the little pumpkin dude. So it'll be very interesting. Um, but it's yes. just it's kind of we kind of broke the film down and mm-hmm. factored it out throughout the whole thing so it is slightly different um but yes that's up for halloween and thank Those you guys. Rules sound very familiar <laughs> I, I, I must have seen this film it's i think it's a film I've what seen. <laughs> just at the end of the episode is. lee shocks us all i don't know how i did lee tell us to stop i'm just as bad but, but lee is a hero to save us just one take it in here with. <laughs> oh my god. What a way to end the episode. Well, yes. And thank you everyone who's been in the chat tonight. Like I say, it's been yes. lovely having news. We had a few new people as well. So it was nice yeah. seeing seeing a few new faces, seeing some old faces. Um, but yes, so same bat time, same bat channel. Stay nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.